Welcome to the HU Pirate Ship Podcast. You can find us at www.hupirateship.com where we talk about the pirates. You can also find us on all social media platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. And subscribe for new episodes and content alerts. And now, on to the show. Go Pirates! Hey, yo, it's Big Reek along with Hampton Knight from the HU Pirate Ship. And it's right after Thanksgiving holidays. So how was your holiday, man? I was stuck inside, you know, flu season. My son caught it. I caught it. So, hey, <laughs> it is what it is. Yep, yep. Seems like everything is making around. But I'm, I'm glad y'all feel better. And uh, I'm glad you feel better, too, so we can uh, join and do this lovely podcast that we've uh, had so much fun doing over the years. So, um on this episode, we're going to talk about the new AD or whomever they may be. But uh, Eugene is leaving uh, to head to Binghamton, uh, the current Hampton Athletic Director. We'll also uh, review the 2022 football season, give some general HBCU updates, uh, some early basketball thoughts uh, for the men's and women's team, and then talk about uh, the future of the podcast. So um, on to the show. So I think we we're all shocked, man, when we saw that uh, Eugene is leaving. Uh, he's leaving to uh, Binghamton up in New York. Um, that's where he's from, that area. So uh, according to him and uh, folks will be closer to home and um, be able to be closer to family, which I understand those instincts. Um, so I think that's good um, uh, for him. Um, when I first saw the reports that he was leaving, because we, we kind of had we known that he was going to leave eventually, really like this year, uh, just from, you know, talking to folks. But we were I think everyone was shocked that it happened this quickly. But I have to say, um, generally have tonight that it's time. I think <laughs> I think uh, Eugene's had an interesting uh, tenure here at Hampton. And um, yeah, there's a lot to say, but I want to kick it to you, man. I want I want to hear your thoughts on on Eugene and him moving on and his tenure. We could talk about what could be coming down the pike. Well, you know what? I'll just say this. Thank you for your service, uh, Mr. Marshall, A.D. Marshall. Um, I will say this, that um, I was he came in during the, I think, what, 2013, 2014. And that was when um, uh, right when uh, he came in on uh, he came in and he ushered in. Uh, uh, he pretty much, you know, helped us with David Six and and uh joint buck joiner and Connell Maynard at those points and i think he had eight titles eight um eight conference titles during that time so he's had uh he's had some success during his tenure here at hampton and um we did know that there were rumblings now i'm going to say rumblings because i think rumblings is a is a different word but um there were um reports that you know eugene were probably be 2022 or 2023 would definitely be the year and um i think it was you know it's a, it a definite move for him you know to, to, he is a new yorker so it works for him you know going back home and um and going to binghamton too binghamton is it is a division one program but they don't have a football program so you know i think it's more you know I would say his speed. Um, he did. Um, you know, 
he did get us into the Big South and the CAA. You know, he, I would say, directly uh, merged us into both of those conferences. So, you know, I was, you know, impressed and, uh, you know, I mean, happy that he did. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. And um, but I am looking forward to the next uh, the next guy to come in and spearhead the program. Yep, that's true. I mean, I think um, I think when we first heard about Hampton moving to the CAA, I think, you know, we were I remember just one discussion we had was like, what are the metrics of success um, for Hampton and eight and Marshall basically for Hampton making this move? And I think like those metrics won't necessarily align with what the fans were looking for in me in particular. So (laughs) the point I'm trying to make is like, I think there are people internally who like the move and the way it's going, but if you are just a consumer of the athletics program, you could tell that, you know, things was getting a little slack, you know, it's like uh, living next to a neighbor and they all, you know, used to always mow their lawn, keep things tight. And then all of a sudden things just start to degrade. <laughs> right? I mean, and, all right. and I just think it was, it was time. And um, I think, oh, you know, man. you know, I think, I think, you know, sometimes you can stay, you know, when it's time to move, we all move jobs, we all change careers. And I think it was time <laughs> to, to make a change oh, for boy. everybody, for him and everybody. Yo, I'm calling you Mr. Newport because you want all the smoke today. No, there's no man. smoke. No, look, no, yo, we no. talked about the last podcast, right? I mean, yeah, we couldn't yeah. even get, we couldn't get rosters. Yeah. We couldn't yeah. get, not yeah. me and you, just people like yeah. who were interested yeah. in the program. That's like, yeah. those are the little things that you do when you fully invested and fully paying attention. But when you starting to look yeah. up, look out the, look next door and say, yo, man, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it might be time to bounce. You stop doing the oh, little things. Oh, boy. Hampton had a bunch of cars sitting on cinder blocks at one point last year. <laughs> Yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> they had little raggedy fences with pit bulls in them. <laughs> and that's not Hampton. That's not we, I know. We became that neighbor. <laughs> okay. We didn't have All an right. update on the website too much, oh, man. No. I mean, oh, so. man. Ma- you know what? Malware <laughs> came on that website. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. All right. Now nah, you know, weird. you know, man, when you had a job and you know you out, you about to be out, man. <laughs> you like, man, whatever, dog. <laughs> right. Or you can click on the wrong thing on the website and get sent to somewhere else. A four hundred four error. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad gateway. Yeah. All right. Let me stop. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reviewing the twenty two. <laughs> 2022 football season. All right, you go ahead. Oh, okay, man. Yes. Um. So yeah, is that that? So yeah, we'll 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 have some more hopefully about <laughs> what the institution is looking at doing with the AD. There's a lot of stuff swirling around. One thing right, I'll hold say, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, just hold on, to back up on. Let's go back to that. Yeah, let's go back yeah. to that. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is a very attractive job. One yes, of the best is. jobs in Division One, believe it or not. And there are a lot of people interested. If if Hampton gets this right, the sky will be the limit. Um, so there's a lot of uh, interest in this job. Um, just imagine, um, you know, with all of the renewed interest in HBCUs, imagine a deep playoff run, uh, ESPN, or imagine a couple, you know, high basketball seeds 
um, with that um, visibility that comes along with that and what that could mean to an athletic director's career. So there's a lot of people that are chomping at the bit to have this job, people you wouldn't imagine. But anyway, any thoughts on that? I just want to close up on that. This is a really attractive job. Hampton is a dope institution. We love the school. It's well regarded and people really want their name to be attached to it. So they get this right. Things will be right. Oh, absolutely. And I will say this, the person that I want for the job, he knows who he is. I'm knocking on wood. I'm praying on that. He gets it because this brother has, he has the experience. See, he's worked in the CAA. He's worked in the Ivy leagues. So he, um, I think to me, he's perfect for it. So this is the guy we pushing for, but you know, it is known that everybody's calling out the woodwork for this gig. And we're kind of, you know, us looking at it like, y'all want this job? <laughs> y'all know how much we pay? Y'all want this one? You're lying, for real. But I think sometimes we get out of our Hampton shell. And then if we take a look, look back, we take a look at it from a different perspective, you know, from other institutions, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is a great job. And, you know, but just from us, we like, yeah, y'all really want this gig. But yeah. um, <laughs> you, get, you get jaded sometimes. As a, yeah, you do you know, get jaded. And spoiled so, and, also. <laughs> absolutely. And spoiled. So. I do think I am looking forward to the next AD because to me that is crucial to the actual program. You cannot join the Colonial Athletic Association with, you know, another lackluster uh, performance on all fronts. So, I mean, the next person who comes in is going to have to, unfortunately, revitalize a program that, got stale, you know, like pop, like some old stale nacho cheese at Regal Cinema. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Very true. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where this goes, but it's, it's, it's going to be a, a exciting uh, moving train to watch. So uh, that's enough about the athletic director on to our review of the 2022 football season. So the team finished four and seven overall, um, they had some really a really good start to the season, vanquishing all of our rivals, Howard, Norfolk State, Tuskegee. Um, had some really competitive wins throughout the uh, CAA. I mean, competitive games in the CAA. Uh, we finished uh, with one conference win, and we lost uh, the last four games. One, two, three. Yeah, mm-hmm. finished on the yeah. four game yeah. uh, uh, losing streak. Um, no, actually five, five games. It says five. I'm missing one here. One, two. Yep, it's five. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. University of Richmond, Villanova, William Mary, Ooh. Elon, and Towson. So, yeah. although the good, you know, what's interesting is like, you know, those were good games. I mean, they were competitive yeah. games. You know, you we can were, watch we were com- some things. Yeah, we were definitely competitive, you know, in all of those games. So, it goes to show that we weren't really that far off. You know, I think that – um I would say this, uh, we definitely were a better team, you know, at the end of the year from when we started, because uh, we remember that Howard game where, you know, even though we won by, it seems like a squeaker. It's like we were up like 28 to three at one point, I think. Mm-hmm. And Howard just stormed back. And, you know, it just kind of felt like, uh, you know, we knew we were the better program, the better team. But, you know, it was just like we saw that game. We were like, oh, Lord, you know, this can't happen in the CAA. And then uh, we had the 
Then we had the blowout win with Tuskegee, and that was expected. Then we had Norfolk State, and that to me was a really good game because we didn't we didn't play our best game. And then yeah, and then our first <laughs> our first uh, I would say conference four foray into the CAA against Delaware. That was a terrible. That was, I mean I'm not gonna say it was a terrible game because. At halftime, I think it was what fourteen to three at halftime or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very close. The defense played, you know, played well enough to keep us in the game. It was just that I think the inexperience at quarterback, you know, when we played Delaware showed, and you know, we weren't able to capitalize on the defense's success. Then uh, the game in Maine, oh god, that was a heartbreaker. You know, I felt like we had that game at twenty four seventeen, and they just kind of came back and took it from us late. And, um, yeah, the Albany game, though, that to me was like the game that, you know, we were like, whoa. And, you know, it's like we literally came back. And that was uh, that was Malcolm Mays' you know, finest performance, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he threw some – he threw dimes all over that field. And it did come down to it where it was a fourth and, like, fourth and goal. Like, and I think they – it was like fourth and ten for him. And they threw a touchdown pass on the last play. And it was a zero coverage, all out blitz, and the quarterback just threw up a a prayer. And it, you could see it was like, oh, he's gonna catch this. And we were lucky to that they went for two, and we stopped it on that line. Mm-hmm. But had they made it, Lord have mercy. It, I think those next couple games w- would not have even been any close. So I would just say this: that our young men competed and. They were, I would say, you know, you could tell that they, you know, I'm not going to say we're a player away. I mean, we were basically a position away, you know, like let's say like if we had Duffy or Francois quarterbacking oh, that program, we would have won with some more games. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I just think that once experience comes to that quarterback position, then I think we would be in a better, a better spot. So, yeah. Yep, true, man. It was uh, they they played hard, and 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 that's half the battle. <laughs> it really is. So proud of the the effort from everybody involved with the uh, the football team. Um, and I just keep I keep we we've said this every podcast this year. Like, if you like football, like quality football, just watch the CAA games. I mean, it was the games were good. And and one thing that I was uh, shocked by, one thing that A and T will see next year. Um, the floor, like the the baseline floor, is Gardner Webb, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like so, like the bad teams are worse, but like Gardner Webb would finish right in the middle of CA, which would get them into the playoffs. They're good enough to get into the playoffs, but that's what you're going to see week in and week out. And the big difference was for me thinking about it, the quarterback play, like on that on a third and eight, the likelihood of that CAA quarterback completing that over the middle to the tight end or someone is a lot higher than. Yeah. Uh, some of the other divisions like they're just not going to throw it into the grass <laughs> like they're going to complete that pass so um it's just a little finer execution at some of the skill spots especially the quarterback so i think we adjusted to that over the over the year but there's going to be some things they need to to you know beat those teams um so just a quick review of the standing so william and mary they finish uh 10 and 1 i won't go through all the teams william and mary finished 10 and 1 they had a great season yeah. And then yeah. Hampton finished in conference one and seven and four and seven overall. Uh, 
they weren't last. They were tied for last with Stony Brook, um, but they were supposed to finish dead last. I don't even think they were supposed to get a win or be competitive at all. So they uh, did exceed expectations. Um, let's see, as far as, uh, so we'll go through the good. We won't really talk about the bad. We'll just talk about mostly good things that happened this year. Um, so they were really good individual performances all year. So we've been talking about these guys all year. So Keyshawn Moore, second team, all CAA defense. Um, question Townsell, he's been like my favorite to watch. Uh, I told him, I sent him a DM. It was like, love at first snap. Because I was, right. at, I was at that Howard game. And, you know, I was with family, nephews run all around. So you couldn't really watch. So I went back and watched that first game against Howard on Flow Sports. And his first play from scrimmage was like a textbook play by a middle linebacker. And I was like, whoa, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> like, So ever since then, I've been watching him and he's been great. One of the best middle linebackers we've had in the modern era, uh, you know, probably this millennia for Hampton. I'm, I'm not exaggerating on that. Um, and then Ali Shockley, third team all CAA at safety. And of course, uh, Jadakiss Bonds, first team all CAA. So what do you think about those selections, man? I mean, one other, th- there's been other guys too who played well, um, but he had some really good, uh, he carried a running game. I think there were some issues at running back. So he had to carry more of a load than he was expecting. He did that extremely well. Lime, Lyman did well throughout the season sometimes. D-line, um, you know, quitted themselves well. Secondary play well, number 16. Frankie Perkins, he was great. So they had yeah. some really good performances. But of these guys, uh, Hampton, like, what, what are your thoughts on these guys? Well, I would just say this first. Keyshawn Moore was definitely as good as advertised. Um, I mean, even before he came in, I remember when when the Virginian pilot wrote up about that young man. I was like, oh, yeah, this, this dude's coming. This mm-hmm. dude's going to bring it. Then, um, of course – Townsell, you know, and I think he was a godsend for us, you know, because mm-hmm. he he played at Villanova, and so he had to go up against his friends last year. You know, I mean, his friends from last year, this year, and you know, he was all over the place. So, and this is the wild thing. It's like, you know, I definitely see all all of, all of these young men, you know, being you know on at least uh, a professional radar, whether it's NFL, XFL. CFL or USFL, somebody's gonna look at them, and yeah. so um, I definitely um definitely was impressed. And, and what I'm impressed with um Townsell is you can tell that you know he is he does react first, but he's not just a uh just a uh a go getter type of player. Like when he made that interception at Norfolk State, you know it was definitely that's coaching, you know. He knew he was at the right place to be. You know, he knew he probably knew what the assignment was. And he basically aced the test when he caught that pick. And a lot of the times when, you know, when you're watching him, he's where the ball is before the runner actually could make a decision what he's going to do with the ball. So, you know, and we needed that, you know, especially in the middle. And so I just think that he just makes the he makes good decisions you know, just off the cuff. So, you know, I really, really was really impressed by him, you know, and Ali Shockley, you know, to me, he actually had, I think, most improved out of all of these young men. You know, he, um, because last year, he kind of was like a a covers liability, but I could tell he, that was a game he worked on a lot, and he's definitely good in the box, you know, the young, young man, 
he can stop anything, you know. <laughs> and you know, sometimes I guess they kind of had him in there almost like as an extra backer. So, you know, definitely great there. And um, of course, I mean, I hate we don't have to bring this up, but number 81, you know, he was always he to me, he's like the epitome of you know, of what a Hamptonian is, you know, for now, you know, he's, you know, he weathered the storm last year, you know, because he was injured and he came back for a senior season, senior season and had an exceptional year. First team, all CAA, which is excellent, by the way, he's been invited to, I think the Vegas bowl. And I think the senior bowl one, another, it's another bowl game too. Is it the shrine so, bowl? Is that one? It yeah. Is? The shrine bowl. It's like one of those, but he, um, yeah, I think the Vegas Bowl, that's the Shrine Bowl, I think. And mm-hmm. I think there's another one, um, maybe the Berman one in Mobile or whatever. But the young man, you know, this is what shows you, like, perseverance and hard work looks like. You know, the young man could have left, could have went somewhere else, came back, did exactly what he needed to do. I think he had over eight. I, last time I checked, it was like 881. Um uh, yards from scrimmage and I didn't I'm not sure on the touchdowns but Jadakiss Bonds you know had an exceptional year you know and this is what Malcolm Mays and I hate to say name Malcolm Mays Christopher Sellis and Sophie and Masood throw them on the ball mm-hmm. you know on young unproven talent and he got 881 yards that's freaking amazing so you know, those those are the guys that we know about and then shout out to Byron Perkins you know you know that he improved a lot last year, you know, and you're right. Darren Butts did do a lot uh, of the carrying the load, you know, because, you know, Burris, you can tell you're still trying to work through that indus- um, that injury. And then, you know, the line, though, the line play, I would say was pretty good this year, offensive line play. And um, I just, um, but now just turning our, our vision to what's coming down or what's coming up, is that we got Roman Copeland, you know, he who was injured this year. So we, you know, we expect big things from him next year. We got Kamari Gray, you know, so those are some really good, you know, valuable pieces that we will have, you know, in a receiving core. And of course, we'll still have those two young uh, backs back there with Butts and Burris. So, yep. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, man. So there's some nice performances. <clears throat> Prunty is building a talent over the years and you could see it. So, um, some really good year uh, by some guys and some things to look forward to. So uh, what needs work? So always improve anything in life. So uh, one thing I think that Hampton needs to do is just build up the staff. I think they need um, not they know, but you need just uh, some more staff members, uh, coordinators and uh, video guys and uh, quality control folks. If you just go look at, the staffs of the CAA teams and you'll see what they have and what we could add to get there. Um, that's kind of evidence. So I think they need some more, some more eyes out there to, to uncover that one advantage. You can uncover that one lineman that tips the playoff, you know, that quality control person <laughs> finds that, you know what I mean? You need that, that extra set of eyes. So I think we need to settle on or go find a QB Um is the QB on the roster? I don't know. Um, but they need one who's going to be the guy going next year. I think all three guys showed some flashes this year, but also showed some, um, you know, some concern as well. So they need to just figure out the quarterback situation 
and need Burris to get healthy because he is an all CAA back uh, if he's fully healthy and everything's working. And they need to replace uh, Kishon Moore on the defensive line. Um, they had guys who made plays, but he was there every, I mean, you know, he was the difference maker on the D line. And that's another thing I've seen in this conference. All of these teams have at least one guy in the front seven, especially on a D line, who is like a game changer and can wreck your passing offense. So we need somebody to be that guy, uh, next year. Um, anything else, man, that, that we could, uh, you know, that clearly needs some work next year. Um, you know what? I would say definitely on the defensive line, you know, replacing uh Keyshawn Moore is always difficult. Who else did we lose? Did we lose um Kentrell Groom and Andy Matthews on that defensive line? You know, I think so. I forgot who was awarded. I think we did lose some some more guys from it's hard so, to know who's leaving, right? With all of the extra yeah, years of eligibility, yeah, eligibility yeah. and stuff. So. so I mean, so D line is definitely a concern for us. Uh I would say um um maybe corner i mean i think we do have some decent corners you know but um i would say definitely corner quarterback to me is the is a very the strongest position of need <laughs> yeah. so yeah. quarterback oh if you don't fix nothing else quarterback and d-line so yeah yep yep true that and we know Prunty gonna fix the D line, so <laughs> that's his that's his baby. So that'll be straightened out. Uh, but yeah, all in all, you know, pretty pretty good season, all things considered, for the Pirates. So, and just pivoting to like where we are um, as a team and as a program, like uh, the Colonial Athletic Association, they got five teams into the playoffs this year, and in the first week uh, yesterday, first weekend, they got three out of four wins. So. Elon lost to Furman, but uh, New Hampshire won. Maine shut out Davidson 41 nothing, and Delaware beat uh, St. Francis 56-17. to So, and then William & Mary has a bye next, had a bye, and they play Gardner-Webb. So, in the second week of the playoffs, the CAA will have four teams playing. Just to remind everybody about where we are. But that's good, right? Because, I mean, if we ever put it all together, we'll be there. We'll be one of these teams in there and be, you know, ready to to make a run. So that should be exciting, right? Because we didn't really see this in, in the MIAC. Absolutely. So, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Like something I mean, to look forward to. Yeah, it's like because I, I watched Delaware. Like, they – man, when I say they dismantled St. – is it St. Francis? St. <laughs> Francis. <laughs> I was like, googly moogly. And then, of course, Richmond 41 nothing. You know, I was like, oh, it's like, who are these? And then, uh, and then, um, then, but Elon did get dispatched by Furman. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so, but yeah, it's like you're watching this stuff and you're just like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is, you're in a different spot now. I mean, because, you know, William and Mary, you know, they're just waiting for people to, they're just waiting for the next uh, match, matchup. You know, but hey, look, um, for all the new FCS program, not FBS programs that are looking for coaches, Mike London is available. Oh, right. <laughs> get him out of here. Yeah, get him <laughs> out of here. We get got him out of here at, ha- at Howard because we was like, you, you are not going to make Howard a better program. So <laughs> <laughs> get him out. <laughs> yeah, get him out. Let William and Mary go back to that six and five, you know, type of stuff they could do. <laughs> Yep, true that. So, yep, well, uh, CA is strong, man. Strong, strong division. So, hey, man, this a lot has been happening in HBCU football. 
uh, this year. I just would just talk about some of the uh, interesting finishers in the conferences. So North Carolina Central finished nine and two uh, in the MEAC and uh, finished the MEAC at four and one. Uh, Howard tied for second, no, tied for first place. I mean, with North Carolina Central at four and one, but I think Central beat them in the head to head in their homecoming where they just, uh, what did Emerson say? They debacled Howard. So, um, but Howard finished four and one, which was nice for them. How do you, assuming Jackson State goes to the Celebration Bowl, how do you like their Central's chances against uh, Jackson State? You know what? Anything I would say is possible, you know, because uh, nobody gave uh, South Carolina State a chance last year, and they wiped the floor with Dion's program last year at Celebration Bowl. So anything is possible. I do think that North Carolina Central – uh, I think that they are they're definitely they 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 sh- they've had some really quality wins, you know, I would say out of conference. So, you know, Jackson State really doesn't have a out of con- um, strong out of conference schedule. So, you know, this could be a different style that they folk that they have not seen, just similar to what South Carolina State, you know, gave them last year. South Carolina State is a very physical program. Same way with North Carolina Central. So this could be something that, you know, many SWAT programs don't are not accustomed to. Jackson State, so is, they're, they're a speedy program. They're flash, you know. They like to get out on the, those edges. You know, they're big passes, big plays, you know, whereas North Carolina Central kind of slow plotting, you know, good defense, don't turn the ball over type of, uh, type of program. So it could be a, a different style fight for them and, I do think that Jackson State probably beat them, <laughs> but uh, I do think that Central could make it interesting. Yep, true that. I mean, Jackson State, they're starting to look a little bit human uh, yeah. down the stretch, so yeah. uh, they're, they're having a fight, and they got at least one more game, right? They got this SWAC championship yeah, game. SWAC. They're up. playing Southern. They're playing Southern. Yeah, And um, I'll say this too, Howard University, you know, kudos to them for being co-champions. You know, that hasn't been since it was, was the Ted White era, you know. So um, I may, I'm may i guessing, you know, I think B. Farrell, um, he, he definitely would know more about that than uh, than us. Yeah. But um, you know what, I'm a, it's just like Larry Scott, man. You know, every time we look up, man, it's just like, yeah, I mean, I mean, even though his five, it was a five and six record. I mean, he co-champs. You know, they they could, you know that that's something to talk about. That's really good. So, I mean, now if it would have been us in the MIAC, they wouldn't have been co-champs. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. But uh, but um, good good for them. Um, I'm definitely you know interested to see how. Morgan State and Delaware State, you know, going for, you know, because Rod Milstead at Delaware State, you know, he's had his time now. So we need to see something. Morgan State just got Bowie State ex-coach. And, you know, he, you know, I, I want to see how that, you know, turns around. Norfolk State. Oh, God. Mm. When I say the soap opera, man. man. <laughs> oh, Yo, they already talk about firing Odom. I mean. They ain't got the money to pay him out, man. Come on, man. (laughs) No, no, no. It it don't matter who coaching it. Keep him there. Trust me. Trust me. Keep him there. You know, I mean, like, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? Keep keep his behind there. He's fine there. Yep. So, (laughs) but yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Good, good stuff. Good play in the MEAC this year. Um, I, uh, just a big South. I ain't really too worried about them, but I just, I, I have been watching A&T because out of the corner of my eye, because they were playing really well uh, until they ran into Gardner Webb and they just got beat. So um happens. But what do you think about them as they come into the CAA next year? Like, you know, teams are going to improve or whatever, but we know A&T, we know the, the CAA and Campbell's coming too. So, but just from A&T, what do you think the future holds for them? I have my thoughts on, on where they'll be. I would just say this. They're not going to come in like they did last time. <laughs> they're not going to come in with that. Um, like, you know, like showing up to that press conference like they did in the Big South. Icy, iced out, you know, looking like <laughs> amigos. <laughs> like, like we about, we about to turn it up in here, you know. No. What happened? Y'all got beat, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even come in during the Big South when y'all first joined. So at this moment, man, it's like, be humble when you come in here. It's like, I mean, you cannot just show up and at the CAA, you know, looking like world beaters, like, like, you know, just hand us a trophy. Because you saw what happened when you got in here and you tried to bring that swag surf, black magic stuff down to uh, Gardner Web, and you saw what happened. So, <laughs> black magic. Whatever that was, you know, it's like, are you kidding me? It's like, it's like, it's like how what when we went to Towson and they wouldn't let our band play. Oh so, man, that, that was a scandal. So, oh no, folks was hot about that. So at the end of the day, Auntie, humble yourself. Yeah, yeah, they, they 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 will get humbled, but I think that they will come in respectable. But I think they need some things um, to really get over the hump. But uh, they have a good foundation. I'll say that they bring some good players, but uh, they need a couple things. Uh, to really be competitive um, in the CAA. And then last, man, two things I, two things about the swag. Um, Florida A&M first. Everybody talks about Jackson State. Do you think that they were snubbed in the playoffs? I don't think so. Um, but they seem to think that they deserved in that large bid. Um, they finished 7-1 and one in the swag and 9-2 and two overall. Um, but every 9-2 and two record ain't the same, right? Um like we know we that this was one of our best shows, one of our most liked shows a couple of years ago when we detailed what it takes to get into the playoffs and get a good seed. And you know when somebody has a good schedule at the beginning of the season for the playoffs. And Florida AM, they didn't have that. They didn't give themselves enough opportunities against uh quality FCS teams to make a case for themselves. I mean, that was just easy. So I don't think they got snubbed, but people are really upset about that, man. Like you gotta stop playing Albany State. Really, it's like like that out like okay, you, you got blown out by Jackson State at home at um in your backyard at, at in Miami. And you mean to tell me that yeah, that was a very bad loss. Mm-hmm. Very bad loss. And I it's like you can't forgive that kind of loss in conference. Then you uh, play Albany State. So let's say, like, they that game was competitive. They lost maybe by 10 points. And instead of playing Albany State, they played, uh, I don't know, uh, Charleston Southern or Robert Morris or Bryant or one of those programs, Northern Alabama. It either won and won that to barely or maybe lost early. Lost, um, lost it. Then, yeah, we could talk, but you got blown out at home 
I mean, not at home, but in your backyard by Jackson, and you put Albany State, a competitive HBCU Division II school, and I'll say competitive in the SIAC, but outside of the SIAC, nobody knows who they are. So that's like the equivalent of a bit power five program playing Delaware State. So, no, it's yeah. not going to work. So, yeah. Yeah, they're constrained, too. I mean, they can only get two really good, you know, oh, three. Okay, they lost to South Carolina State, too. So, they can get three oh, out-of-conference games. No, they beat. They beat South Carolina State. They okay. beat them 20-14, yeah. to 14, another close one. But uh, that at, earlier on, everybody would say, oh, that's a big win. But knowing uh, South Carolina State's record now, one and four in conference and three and eight overall, didn't really mean too much. Yep, yep. So it's not a shock. Um, in Jackson State, yeah, they're still in command. So we'll see who wins that uh, that championship game. I wouldn't be surprised if Southern makes it closer than everyone thinks, but Jackson State should yeah. still uh, pull it out. Um, hey, Hampton Knight, basketball thoughts. The men, <laughs> we'll make this quick. The men are. One and one, two, three, four. As we, as of uh, 11, uh, November 27th, they've, uh, their only one is against Regent University, and that was uh, 89 to 60. But yes, they are one and five and um, struggling. They've had some games where they should have pulled it out. They were close. North Alabama lost that game by one. Um, East Carolina, they were up double digits late into the second half, lost that game. Um, but they're struggling. The record says that. So uh, I'm not sure what the season looks like for them. They were picked to finish last in the CAA. Um, they need some size. And I was uh, up close at that Wake Forest University game. They need some fire. Maybe that was like right after Thanksgiving and they were tired and traveling and stuff. But uh, they just look tired, man, and angry with each other. So <laughs> they need to fix that. Man. They don't look happy. Yeah. I just think that the this probably current grouping of players is is not working. You know, I love the Nesbit pickup. Um, I like Dustin. You know, those are cornerstone players, but it just seems that the cohesion isn't there, and then that you just got maybe one person playing for himself, and then the other four people who are just kind of sitting there. So, um. This is not – this just doesn't look like a cohesive unit. So we're in trouble. Yeah, yep, yep. They need some bonding or something going on. I'm sure they're doing <laughs> that. But they just – they don't look happy with one another. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah, so, yeah. You can't play like that. You got to trust your teammates and want them to do well too. So hopefully they'll figure that out. Um, and then the, the women, they are two and two. Um, <laughs> their wins are against Mid-Atlantic Christian University and Delaware State. <laughs> yeah, and they lost to Liberty and they lost to Richmond. That was a good game uh, yeah. in overtime. So they could easily be uh, three and one. One thing that's stick stuck out to me is what's her name? Is it Cameron? Cameron yeah, Hill. She, yeah, she's she she's she's a new one. Yep, yep. So six foot forward um, co- combo. Um, she's really talented and. Lauren Van Arnsdale is back too. So that is a reason for hope. So the the women, they're looking competitive. So uh, hopefully they can continue to improve. So um, that's it, man. I think we've wrapped up all the sports for this year. 
Um, we've been talking about the show for a while, and um, we decided that we're going to go on a little hiatus uh, for a while. Um, it's been a pleasure, Hamptonite, doing a show with you for all these years. Uh, yeah. I think we'll be back once things kind of get ironed out at the university. But yeah. um, at this point in time, we're just going to take a break. But it's been a pleasure, man. <laughs> yep. I'll just say this. Um, um, just kind of go back for the girls. Um, Cameron Hill, the future is yours, young lady. You're great. Varnsdale, Van Arsdale. Oh. It's Lauren Van Arnsdale. Uh, Van Arnsdale. It's like she's a senior, and I just cannot, I just want to see her win. So, but Cameron Hill, sweetheart, it's your it's your world. Let's go. But as far as the hiatus is concerned, Hampton, you brought this on yourself. You know, um, this has been years of undoing. And honestly, it's like, I just think sometimes it's like your most ardent supporters should not be treated as we're like just toxic or just, you know, we love the we love the program. So, you know, hopefully uh the new regime will you know bring or inject some some energy into this program and then we'll be right back here but until we get new energy we we ain't coming back so <laughs> right <laughs> i'm i'm just being honest you know it's like i still can't every time i see that flow sports subscription come out on my account every month it's like dang it's just like it's like I, it's like because I want to see them um, improve, but it's like, at this point, I'm just like, y'all need to figure it out. So hopefully you should hire, you know, you know who you should hire for the athletic director's position. But at this moment, like me and big reek, we done, you know, we done. And we just hoping that the new person comes in and, you know, and does what need needs to be done. Yeah. does what needs to be done well said well said i mean i think when we first started and we got into this i mean you know we injected some you know comedy into it you know just talking like brothers or fellas do about sports so i mean yeah. but most of it was really about x's and o's like you know um strategy um who's playing who's playing well who's not playing well what's coming down the pipe you know really strategy and people like talk to me about this like yo i didn't know this guy was doing that technique and here's how we win it like yo or tell hampton like that was funny i didn't really think about that like that's what the show was about early on but now with the athletics being in such disarray that's all we could talk about and we didn't sign up to talk about that and and as we talk about the disarray quite frankly we've made enemies at the school that we never intended to make so Thank you. We, we didn't, that was not the goal. But when you go in two and nine, there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> like, this, what are we supposed to talk about? So until things get straightened out, we're going to go play with our families. We'll still be on social media talking about Hampton. <laughs> we'll still be texting, you know, 20 times a day. We'll still be on the com where we can telegraph a lot of these moves because people tell us stuff. So, if you want to still stay in touch, just follow us on social media and sign up at the at the website and we'll be in touch. But yeah, we're going to take a break. But thanks everybody for listening. We have some really loyal listeners, <laughs> people that really look forward to the podcast and we appreciate y'all. Definitely appreciate all of you. Thank you very much. You know, from 
No, seriously, thank you. And uh, unfortunately, until things improve or the program, you know, we ain't coming back.